Welcome to the Winding Road Home. Now available on demand virtually on virtually all major podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, just to name a few. My name is Russ Salerno, your show host, and alongside with me is my lovely wife, Yvette. Hello. Uh, she just got home, actually, so I have to ask you, how was your day? It was actually very long, but it was really good and got a lot accomplished, so good. can't complain. Nothing can't wrong complain. with the productive day. Had a little cereal for dinner, so that was fun. I yeah, a little cereal <laughs> for dinner. That's uh, we do that around the house every once in a while. Uh, I had a busy day myself too, going through an audit at work, and it's been gruesome. Is, is it gruesome or grueling? Grueling, gruesome. It's, it actually is gruesome. There's uh, seems like there could very well be a lot of blood on the floor. Oh, fabulous! Uh, no, we're doing good. Now we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Uh, but before we do, we just want to remind you, if, we would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review if you like the show. If you and don't. And if you don't, then just don't review us at all. Don't review us at all. Yes. Just leave it alone. We like the five-star ratings. Uh, keep it up. We got six the last time I checked, so it's only been a week or you two. Can, you can email us if you have suggestions or demands. Yeah. yeah hey, you got a problem. You can call me personally, Okay. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as contact the show via email at uh, thewindingroadhome at gmail.com. Guys, this podcast is simply a response to, the, to God tugging on our hearts to do something bigger than we are, and it's something that we're unfamiliar with, and we believe that, that there's more that God's going to do here. So we're excited. Uh, we're grateful that you take a minute out of your day uh, or two out of your day or maybe the whole 30 because we're going to go about 30 minutes um, out of your day just to listen to the show. And it means a great deal to us. And we love you guys. Absolutely. So, thank you all so much. And uh, we, as always, we want to um, uh, thank the servicemen and women of our country um, for protecting our freedoms and keeping us safe. We love you guys. Uh, Operation Just One is... Um, it's March 16th, so we're looking just at... Just around the corner. Just around the corner. <clears throat> Is that Tuesday? It's Tuesday? next Tuesday. No, wait a minute. It's uh, eight days away. No, wait a minute. I'm doing my, my math. 16th. It's next. It's a week from Saturday. A week from, week Saturday. from Saturday. Okay. So on March the 16th, Operation Just One, it kicks off. It's a it's a grassroots effort, so um, you can do it yourself. You can get your church involved, but uh, I don't care how you do it. Just do it. Share the gospel on March 16th through just one, at least one um or two or three or whatever god's putting on your heart but get out there and do it um something something that we all need to be doing and statistical fact christians professing christians Yvette, did you know that only an estimated three percent of professing christians actually share the gospel with other people on a regular basis three percent i can believe that it's uh, crazy and i think we're uh, gripped by fear doubt all those things that uh, keep keep us from doing it. I think a lot of us share with people we know that we know are Christians and we'll talk about things, but going out and talking to a complete stranger, like you will, and it's so easy for you. Not many people do that. Well, talking with strangers is easier than friends because a stranger, you got nothing to lose. With a friend, 
And there, you got some equity in that in that relationship, and it's hard to uh, sometimes if um, you know, it's, it's hard to convince yourself sometimes that um, I'm I'm willing to lose some of that equity potentially by sharing the gospel. Uh, it's tough, but God will God will use it no matter no matter what. And if you love your friend, they're walking off that cliff of life. We talked in the previous show about how brief life is. Uh, they, God. God's going to use that. So um, if your friend's walking off of a cliff and you know he's walking off of a cliff, jumping from this side of eternity to the next, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to trip them up and make sure that they um, uh, trip them before they, before they get to that cliff, you're going to tackle them as hard as you can. And, and um, so we have to do our job. It is uh, it's, it's, it truly is an, uh, an honor and a privilege to go out and share the gospel. It's such good news. So uh, as I mentioned, uh, to, uh, today um, it was the fourth day of, of an audit that I'm going through at work, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about that on the show today, how the construct of an ISO audit, um, an audit at work, an audit I'm going through at work, I was thinking about this, how it's both different and similar to God's omniscience and his right to judge each of us. So, don't get nervous out there. I'm not saying that an ISO audit is like the judgment of God. It's different, but it is similar. And we'll talk more about that when we get back. So we will see. We'll talk to you in a minute. Okay, so the good, the bad, and the crazy news segment is now. The good, the bad, and the crazy. All right, so that, that I got to get better at that. I, I feel like it's getting better, but it doesn't matter. As long as we have new segment music, where it's official, it's 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 newsworthy, right? We might go out without the voiceover. And I don't know, yeah, well, we could do that. So you don't like the voiceover. I could do it. Well, why don't you do it? Let's try it again. Are you ready? Here we go. The good, the bad, and the crazy. All right. So you guys tell us who was better. Um, By the look on his face, I, I can tell he wants to give me a comment from the peanut well, gallery. Well, no, I, I threw you for a... That was a curveball. You didn't see that one coming. I didn't... I, I don't think you knew that I, was, that I was going to do that. So, and I'm, and I'm kind of, I've been thinking about this, the news segment, since the, the, the news cycle anymore is like 24 minutes, this stuff is, the stuff we're going to talk about not, isn't, not, isn't necessarily news. It may be recent. In fact, one of the stories we're going to talk about is four years old, but it's still kind of cool to talk about. So uh, don't consider this your news source if you're looking for a 24-hour news cycle, because we only do this podcast like three times a week. We can a, call it week. Fairly Current Events. Okay. Fairly current events. Fairly current events. Okay. Within the week, current okay. events. What? Well, this is within four years. Because the good story oh. that I read, I read this today on the uh, Christian headlines, and I thought this would be pretty cool to, to talk about. Four years ago, uh, a man named Anthony Ray Hinton, uh, an innocent man on death row, shares how he shared how God used his false conviction. He was in prison for 30 years to share the good news. Christianheadlines.com reporting this. This guy never committed the crime he was punished for for 30 years. He came to realize that although he 
didn't deserve to be on death row. He knew that God had called him there to minister to others. That's amazing. It's kind of it's kind of kind of Paul esque. It's like mm-hmm. you know, like you're the modern day Paul, right? Um, so he knew he didn't commit the crime, but he he said he still had the freedom in God behind bars with his life hanging in the balance, and believed that uh, thirty years that he'd served for murder wasn't wasted. And um, now he's a free man. He's written a book. Um, he said his time behind bars um, was was uh, was fruitful for the for the Lord. He God used him. So it's amazing. I mean, I, that, I don't know. That's a tough deal. I think that would be very hard. I mean, I'm, you try to consider putting yourself in that position, the anger that you would feel that you were wrongly accused of something. But I guess you get to the point where you know this is where you are, and he must have gotten a sense of peace knowing, wait, here's where I can use what I know and what, what his belief is. And I think once he starts started seeing the good that was happening in people around him and that he was able to bring this message of joy to them, um, this message of good news. Yeah. You know how you feel when you, when you speak to someone and they, they understand and you feel like, wow, what a difference I have made in there. Not I have made, but you know, God put me here for this reason. Yeah. And I may not have known at the time, but you can look back and go, that's why I was there. And this guy was able to do that. So he was able to obviously find a sense of, joy once he probably yeah. got over the initial anger of being there to realize the Lord has me here for a reason. It's not for mm-hmm. this. I didn't do this, but God has me here. And maybe he looked at himself like Paul, like, look what happened with him. I don't know whether he was a Christian <clears throat> when he was um, convicted, uh, wrongly wrongly convicted, but you wonder how he felt when he went in. <clears throat> and, um, and it kind of, kind of, kind of makes you think of, uh, uh, I believe it's Matthew 5, 11, where we're supposed to consider it joy when uh, when we're falsely accused. Now, in context, falsely accused for Christ, but this guy was falsely accused of something. So, I don't know. If he considered it pure joy, looks like he did. Um, <clears throat> God love him, and um, you know, let's uh, let's give him let's give this guy a round of applause, even though it was uh, four years late. We'll go ahead and uh, give him a little love there. Uh, <clears throat> the bad and the crazy are, to, are together t- together piece today. Um, give you an update on a story I was really intrigued with when it first came out. There was a lot of video and audio evidence of uh, the Chris Watt, uh, Chris Watts, what? Chris Watts uh, murder uh, deal, and he was the murderer. He uh, murdered his his pregnant wife and two children. Um, he basically um, had an affair and in. in his wife came home and he strangled his wife and the kids walked in and said, daddy, what are you doing? And he told him that she's sick. Your mom's sick. I got to to take her to the doctor or something like that. The first story originally had said that he, uh, he had, he had murdered. Well, he, he actually said that, sh- that his wife murdered the kids and he murdered her because he, she murdered the kids. Then the story changed that he 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 murdered her and then then strangled the kids in the house and then placed them in oil containers out in the out in the out in an oil field and buried his wife in a shallow grave as it turns out he's now admitted in a, in a in an interview um here recently that um he he actually the, the girls were alive um when she they were driving to the oil field 
he had the girls convinced that they were going to the doctor because mom was sick. And when he um, when he got there, um, he killed he killed both of his girls. And the, and the one girl said, "Daddy, don't don't do don't do to me what what you just did to what you just did to to my sister." And he did it anyway. So he he murdered both of his children and put them in oil containers, big oil uh, silos out in the middle of the no out of the middle of nowhere. And I read in this in this article um, that he, he Chris is now saying that he never knew he could have a relationship with God like he does now. Now that that sounds like he made a decision for Christ, but I don't hear the word Christ coming out of that statement. So um, you know you can have a relationship with God uh, all you want, and and I'm not saying he's not Christian. I'm not saying he is. But I'm saying, you know, um, until Christ is in the picture, until you've died to yourself and you've confessed your sins and you've repented of your sins and you've placed your trust in Christ alone, then and only then are you a Christian. See, I could say that, you know, that uh, this Kansas City Chiefs football helmet I'm looking at is a uh, is is God, and and I I have a better relationship with God because I'm sitting at my desk longer to look at it. That. That does that doesn't mean that I'm a Christian. It means that I'm I've got I'm, I'm worshiping something other than Christ. Well, we don't know what he's really saying. I mean, all he has said is is relationship with God. Um, what what I struggle with is we saw him interviewed. We saw when they first found out about it. He's saying I have no idea where my family is. He didn't seem concerned. Um, but overall, just to think that he could kill his, not only his wife, but his pregnant wife. So he killed his unborn child. Then he killed his daughters, his precious little daughters, and yeah. put them in oil vats. Like, what level of evil is going on with someone like that? And I know well, as, as, as a Christian, if, if someone you know finds Christ, they receive Christ, and they, they repent— you know, I, this is why God is bigger than me because this this we man can't. makes me sick. Yeah, like the thought of what he did. I, I yeah. we're God's, we're just lucky that God is so much greater than us because our human flesh. I as a human have so much trouble with this man and what he did, and I can't even get yeah. my head and around I mean, when you watch hurting my children, let alone killing. When, yeah, when you watch his interviews, like before he was arrested, he was just no like, remorse. He, was, he acted like. like he just but, went down you know, to the now store. He's he's um you know he's he feels bad. He actually in the, I read the article and he's like you know in the interview it said he regrets doing it obviously any anybody would and he now reads the uh, a book to pictures of his kids and and wife every night and and so that's got to be just absolutely tough. So the, the only thing we can do at this point is pray for him and um, the kids are the kids are in in the arms of is in the arms of God. Because God protects those kids, and um, um, and his wife, I just pray that she was she was a Christian. So, because uh, you know, we get taught we get caught in the turbulence of life, and you just never know. Um, brevity of life, folks. Brevity of life. The time is now. So, um, so yeah. So that's the crazy and the bad, and uh, we just uh, we just pray for Chris Watts, and um, uh, if 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 God's gripped his heart and he's a Christian. Then maybe God can use him in the prison. So, all right. So when we get back, we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna talk a little bit about um, audits 
it's exciting. And we're, we're probably going to lose listeners here. But we're going to talk about audits and uh, God's omniscience and his, and, his, uh, and his right to to judge each and every one of us. But there's a good grace message in the end of it. And we'll be right back. Okay, so I this week have been going my, my company um, that, that that I work for is going through an ISO audit. And if you're not familiar with ISO, it's basically a standardization. Um, it, it, it's an audit to make sure that you are doing uh, what you say you're going to do, and it's got to meet certain standards. So the actual uh, audit that we are going through is an AS9100 or 9100D audit. It's an aerospace audit. And it's pretty stressful. The, the if you've ever been through an audit, like there are different types of audits. There's IRS audits. There's you know, compliance audits like this one. Construction. You've got audited financials. You know, if you're going through a financial audit. You and haven't so, come home stressed at all. I'm surprised that you say that it's been so. It's because <laughs> I'm trusting in the Lord, <laughs> and I'm joyous in my time of. Pressure. Um, no, they are stressful. I'm literally, you're sitting there all day long. And um, sh- uh, so my auditor, Diane, um, she's been an auditor, auditor for literally decades. And she's passionate about what she does. So she gets into it. Like, she loves it. And I love that about her. She, I mean, I love people with passion like that. So she's very passionate. Um and, uh, it, but, but it's tough when she's digging, digging deep within our organization, you know, and digging into our files and, you know, kind of whatever. And, and you you kind of feel like. That they're going through your underwear drawer. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> like that. Uh, wasn't going to go there, but, uh, yeah, I like them tiny and toasty. That's a, uh, Wayne's world reference. If y'all have ever seen that. Like I'm tiny and toasty. Anyway, um, so yeah, so she's going to my sock drawer, a little underwear, some t-shirts, checking to make sure everything's folded properly. Uh, looking for matched socks because heaven forbid we have an extra sock in the drawer. That's a, uh, that, that goes back to yesterday's message. So, or the last show's message. There's no such thing as extra socks, folks. No such thing. It's an unmatched sock. Anyway, so so these audits, and, and, and if you've ever been audited in anything, you know it's stressful. It is. And what do audits accomplish? Well, they, I mean, they expose, in, in our case, they're going to expose when um, there are any non-compliance for s- statutory or regulatory requirements. So in the aerospace business, in aerospace, if we if we don't do something, we don't meet that standard, a plane could go down potentially. I mean, think about it. So it's a pretty high bar. It's a high standard, and this is a this certification is a, means a lot to the company, and and it um, it matters, you know, monetarily. It's going to open up a lot of doors for the company, but why it really matters is because it could potentially save lives, the safety of others, and it's and it's ethical, you know. So it's it's kind of um, it's kind of interesting. It's the first audit that I've ever been through like this. And um, it's exciting, too. I'm learning um, a lot. So here's a question. I got to thinking about this. What if Christians were audited by God 
Um, you know, what if we as Christians were audited by God like that? I mean, you know, even as Christians, what if when we died, we faced God and he's, he still audited us by our sin, right? I mean, think about God digging through our hearts. You see, God's omniscient and he knows everything. That'd be pretty uncomfortable. It would be uncomfortable. It's like God's digging through our sock drawer, digging through the underwear, making sure everything. I mean, and that's because he because he's all knowing. You can't hide. You can't hide from it. Whether you're a believer in Christ or not, God's all up all up in your sock drawer. Okay, and he he knows how many shirts you got. He knows how many fibers are in each shirt. He knows the the makeup. Is it polyester? Is it cotton? I mean, but he knows all of that. And God's standard for us is perfection. <clears throat> and so, uh, with regard to the audit that I'm going through at work, <clears throat> perfection is pretty much the standard. You, I mean, you got to be. I mean, we. I have what's called. They're called minors and, and majors. So a minor infraction um, is something that you're that you that you can you can correct, but you don't get certified until you get the minor corrected. Okay, a major is like, major is a major. It's a, uh, I mean, it's huge. So I think at this point, I've, I've, we've probably got three minors. I don't, I don't know. I have to find the report when she's done tomorrow, but she'll give me the report. But <clears throat> what do you think about that? That think about what a minor is, which is something you can correct, mm-hmm. and it is possible to make it a hundred percent right. Right. A major is obviously a major something is that's. Like, w- Major's like, you didn't even think about this one. Yeah, this, that's this way is, off the board. Do so you think how hard that is? And you think <clears throat> being audited by God, if you actually were, quote, audited by God, yeah. you could never, I mean, it would be well, a major to infinity because you could never meet, okay. there's no way to meet that standard. But check this out. This is, this is what's interesting about this. So what if it's a minor? People tell me all the time, Russ, are you sitting here telling me that God would send me to hell because of that white lie that I told? That minor. It's not major, Russ. It's not major. It's minor. Well, who, who is it minor? Who, who said it's minor? Because it's not who you're lying. It's who you're lying to. Right? It's the judge. Right? If, if, if I lied to you, well, that would be big time. If I, but if I lied to a, if I lied in a court of law, I, would, I could go to jail. Right, so it's 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 who you're lying to, and if when we lie, we commit a crime against God. That's actually, I mean, it's 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 part of the Ten Commandments. And if we if we tell one lie, we're 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 conv- we're convicted, we're 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 guilty of being a liar. And at that point in time, you can never take that away. Once you lie, you're a liar. If you ever murdered somebody, you're a murderer. If you've looked with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. That's what that's what God's word says. That's what Jesus said. He said, if you look with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. That's people that like I've never committed. I've never never committed um, adultery. So the reality, if you think about it, is but, us as humans can never pass on it. Never. No. no. So, Not on yeah. our own. So yeah. So if if salvation was an ISO audit, we'd all fail. We would because Romans three twenty three tells us, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We fall short of that perfect standard. You know, there is not a righteous man on earth that and no one is good and, and no one never sins. When you think about the people and that have different beliefs and especially those that, that do believe in the Ten Commandments, 
but they take them literally in that they are trying to work to be perfect in all those ways. And you just want to say, you realize that those 10 commandments were really put there because they're impossible for you to, to attain on your own. Right. You have to have Christ. That's, you can't right. get there on your own. Yeah, and that's le- that's legalism. When you're trying to work your way to to heaven, you're trying to work your way and to impress God. I mean, if you think that that that, that the quote unquote good deeds that you're doing is going to impress God, if that's what you're trying to do, that's an offense. That's an offense to God. You're basically saying, God, I know you sent your Son Christ to die for me, but check this out. Look at me real quick. Watch me, Lord. Can you imagine? I mean, God's like, dude, are you kidding me? God's like, no way, man. Not not today, not tomorrow, not ever. I paid the price on the cross. And if you think you could do one thing more than that, then good luck. That's kind of how we feel when our kids think they know more than we do. You know how, how frustrated we get and how we want to look at them and go, are you serious? And God's up there looking down going, are you serious? Yeah. I, I say that every day. Yeah, it's... It's amazing, though. Legalism is a trap. It's a trap that Christians get into. And <clears throat> I think it creates the holier-than-thou, you know, if you say the holier-than-thou folks, you know, whoever they are, um, that kind of mentality creates that. Because when you're doing that, you're puffing yourself up. It makes you feel good about yourself, even though you're kind of thinking that you're impressing God, but it's really all about you. And, you know, going to church every Sunday and every Saturday morning, going to witness and doing all these great things or whatever. If you're not doing that because Christ in you compels you to do that, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. Are you doing it? If you're doing it because you want everybody else to see what you're, quote, doing, that's a whole different reason. Right. So God, <clears throat> God's standard is perfection, and there's no way we can attain that on our own. Absolutely not. Um. First John 1 John 1.5 says, This is the message that we have heard and from him and proclaim to you that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. God cannot be around, around sin, period. End of story. If you have it on you, you're done. Now, the good news is <clears> that 1 John 4.18 tells us that there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to... Has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not has not been perfected in love. So there's no fear in love. If God loves us and He died for us, and we repent of our sins and put our trust in Him, we have no fear because of that love. And that perfect love casts out any fear that we have of being judged when we one day pass from this side of eternity to the next. So you've heard the old John 3.16, For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The gift is free. So we quit trying to earn it. You see, <clears throat> we're trying to earn it. Legalism is like going through an audit. It's the, it's the ISO thing. I'm walking around behind this auditor as she's picking through our company, and I'm a nervous wreck. Because even though they say, they're not looking for fault. They're looking for conformance. They find fault while they're looking for conformance. And when they find fault, you go, oh, goodness. Dang, I missed that one. I forgot to do that, or I didn't do this. But <clears throat> because of the standard, 
we can now steer our company in the right direction because of the standard. And so God's standard is like that. It, it steers us in the right direction, both Christian and non-Christian. If we were to just look at the law itself, it's good for us. It's good protection. I don't want anybody stealing from me, and I'm sure that I don't. somebody that wasn't want me, wanting me steal anything from them. So thou shalt not steal. It's good. It's not a list of don'ts. It's a list of, you know, it's a list of protection. Uh, it's, 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 it's a way for God to protect us. It's beautiful. But because we can't keep it, we're in big trouble. Here's a beautiful thing. When we die to ourselves, we put our trust in Christ, Galatians 2.20 tells us, that the old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me now. So I live in this earthly body, trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So <clears throat> basically, my old self, the real me, not the flesh part, like people think, you know, look in the mirror, you think you're looking at you? No. You're looking at the, at the, at the vehicle with which God gave you to carry you. You are inside of that vehicle. That, that, that vehicle we call, it's, it's your temple. That's where the Spirit resides. So the Spirit of God lives in me, and my old self has died with Christ. It's no longer a part of my life, right? And so... What's beautiful about all this is the free gift that God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, and that's Romans 5.8. And when Christ died for us, he, he clothed us in that perfection. That's right. So now we can be in the presence of the Father. Right. So we don't have to go through an audit. God's not going to audit us, audit our sins as Christians. If you're not a Christian and you're listening to this show, you got an audit coming. You got an you got you got an audit worse than any ISO, IRS, whatever word the worst audit you can think of on on this side of eternity. You got an audit coming. And there's nothing you can do. He's not going to find uh he's not going to find just minors. He's going to find minors, majors, doesn't matter. And even if you have a minor, let's say you're close to perfect, but you ain't quite perfect, which no one is, and neither am I. I'm not pointing my finger at anybody. I got majors and minors eternally. But my audit was completed when Christ died on that cross. My audit is done. I'm saved, and I know I'm going to heaven. When someone asked me that, and I know because my audit was paid for on that cross. And when Christ died, <clears throat> he was three days later resurrected himself, and he's alive today. And so if you, if, you th if you feel today, if you're listening and you feel like you're, you're trying to earn it and you, and you have that burden on your, on your shoulders every day, just trying to, trying to be good enough, just, just give it, just give it Let up. it go. Just let it go, literally. Take, <clears throat> travel light, travel light. Take all that luggage off and travel light. God will carry that load for you and he'll reside in you, he'll reside in you and you'll, and you'll, you'll go about your day to day Light on your feet, joy, joyous knowing that the auditor is not standing over your back, looking at every little thing. I mean, he's omniscient. He knows what you're doing and thinking, but your audit is finished. And, and now the reason that you will do things, you will do good works, you'll do those things that you want to do for the Lord. You'll do them because it's in your heart to want to do them, not because you feel 
a sense of maybe guilt uh, to, to have to do it or that you've got to earn enough credits <laughs> to get yeah. to heaven, that you're doing it because it's it's Christ in you that makes you want to do these things. And so yeah. you're doing those doing them for a different reason, not because That's you're right. trying to earn anything. It's because you're showing, I guess we'd call it sanctification is you want to be, you want to get closer to God. You want to move up in your, um, in your walk with the Lord. Yeah. Well, no one will be boasting in heaven about what they did. They'll only be boasting in, in God, in Christ himself. And that's all we want to boast about. Our, our, the whole purpose that we are doing this show is to honor God. And I want everybody to know that this, this is about him. This is not about me or vet or anybody else that, that will eventually be on this show. This is about God himself. And if God can use an ISO audit to give a picture of his grace and mercy, then, then you know what? He let him do it. And I, I, it might be boring. It might sound boring. Golly, ISO audit. Oh man. I don't even know how I'm going to title this podcast to maybe get people to listen. Right? Like the title is kind of like the headline. Don't I, call it ISO I'm not going to call it ISO. Jeez, no way. But sounds like a test guys, your audit's finished. Trust in the Lord and die to yourself. And Christ, Christ is taking care of that audit for you. So um, if if you're in doubt, you can certainly email us, and I would certainly call you if you have any questions. So, excellent podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We appreciate all the subscriptions, the the five star ratings. Don't remember, don't rate us if you if you're not going to give us five stars. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Twitter. God bless all of you. John 317. Bye now.